Sports Talk 1041 and a Tuesday, everyone. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGM. If you'd like to participate in the show, send in any text messages. You can call in if you'd like. Also, we are streaming on Facebook Live. That's 1041 Nick Reed, sponsored by. Springfield Raps, a new survey. There's been a lot of polls over the last couple of weeks or so, polls that look good for Donald Trump, not so good for Joe Biden. Three last week showing that in the swing states, the important states, the states, the swing states, Biden, quote, what? No longer winning. Trump winning those. And now a new survey shows that Donald Trump wins the Electoral College versus Biden. And then other information uh, fixed within there as well regarding some of the other candidates, DeSantis. It shows Biden beating DeSantis, but, uh, you know, that that is not an accurate reflection of how a general election would play out because of the, the dynamics involved with DeSantis being... Not even second fiddle. I mean, there's hardly any second fiddle to Donald Trump. Donald Trump clearly is seen as the individual that is going to win this nomination. And so you've got the DeSantis really is fighting against Trump and Biden, obviously. All the other candidates are. And you, in that mix, you're not going to get a an accurate portrayal as accurate as polling can be of people's thoughts when it comes to uh, a DeSantis or a Nikki Haley for that matter or a Vivek Ramaswamy when when Trump is in the mix there um, it's it's much more accurate when you put up a Biden versus a Trump because those two individuals are in the minds of most people asked seen as the individuals that are going to be in the general election and so, you know, that's what is going to be the most accurate because there are not other elements in there that are going to have quite the impact. Now, of course, this is one of the reasons that you do see differences if they throw in RFK Jr., uh, because that does really change up the landscape of a potential general election. But all that aside, we'll look at some of these numbers showing that that Donald Trump wins the Electoral College if, in fact, the vote were held today. And this is another brick in the wall, if you will, uh, defying this narrative of outliers. And it makes it all that much more important for the establishment to attempt to imprison Donald Trump, to make it impossible for the American people to have their say, to have their pick. Because let's, this is the mark that so often gets missed in understanding this. This, in terms of punishing political opposition, is not simply about Trump. It's about every American. This, while it is viewed, understandably so, as a targeting of Trump, this has implications in the election far beyond what I think a lot of average people really truly recognize. They, they understand it and the implications in the election regarding the you know Trump and the attempt to imprison Trump but this is telling you and I as Americans by the current president of the United States 
whom it is that you and I are going to be allowed to vote for for president of the United States. This is the same thing that the dictator in Venezuela has been doing over the last several weeks. The interesting connection here is the Biden administration agreed to lift sanctions, of course, because Maduro is a dictator and this administration has yet to find a dictator they did not want to reward in some capacity, uh, taking a break from Iran, which, by the way, there are new reports that (laughs) inexplicably the Biden administration is thinking about giving $10 billion more billion to Iran. Evidently, they're concerned about Hamas running out of money as they try to eliminate Jews from the planet. But in the meantime, they have felt sorry for the dictatorship in Venezuela and wants, you know, they, they've taken steps to help financially strengthen that dictatorship. And just in the manner that they have done with Iran, it has to do with lifting lifting of sanctions when it comes to oil. But they had one agreement. Well, you've got to allow your political opposition to uh, or allow the people to to uh, have have a primary system so that they can choose a political opposition. And so Maduro is he's like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, sure, we'll allow that. And then immediately began utilizing his power to figure out ways that that candidate just can't be on the ballot. Oh, sure, the people can make their choice, but I get to choose of those that they're going to choose. It's remarkable when you watch, and I'm telling you, this cannot be dismissed. The fact that the dictator of Venezuela, in order to get the sanctions lifted while at the same time agreeing to free and fair elections, has managed a workaround to deny the people free and fair elections by doing the exact same thing that the Biden administration is doing and that Democrats are doing in a number of different states in their attempt to prevent the people from having Trump as a choice on the ballot. Do we think this is really a coincidence? Clearly, it is not. Because what does this do? This is a al- this allows Maduro, if the Biden administration, for whatever reason, or anyone for that matter, any watchdog groups, oversight in Congress said, uh, wait a minute, this is a violation of the agreement. All he has to do is say, hey, we're just taking a page out of the old US of A playbook here. You, How can you claim that we are corrupting our election process when we're just doing exactly the same thing that the Biden administration is doing and that Democrats are doing in numerous states in the United States. I mean, really, it's a pretty brilliant plan. We'll go over these. um, I mean, it's pretty simple and straightforward. The electoral count and the new survey showing that if elections were held today, Trump would win. Uh, against Joe Biden, and then how it is that Biden fares against some of the other candidates as well. And then yet another survey, of course, more bad news for the Biden administration, uh, but mostly for Americans, where only 14% of voters claim they're better off with Joe Biden in office. 14%. Those are not good numbers. 
And while the media continues and Democrats fearfully continue to see it through the prism of not good for Biden, they fail to realize that we're the actual victims. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Latest news update. From Cutter 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. One person is dead after being shot during what police believe to be a domestic incident. This happened Monday night in the area of Westgate and La Siesta near Chestnut Expressway. Police say one person is in custody and there is no danger to the public. The victim's family has been notified. We'll continue to bring you updates as we learn more. Three children have died after a house fire early Monday morning in Webster County. Their ages ranged from 12 to 16. One area fire chief who assisted in getting the fire out says the house being in a rural area made it difficult for first responders. The investigation into what caused the fire is still ongoing, but we're told it appears to be an accident. And the United Food and Commercial Workers Union announces it is organizing a campaign for cannabis workers across Missouri. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine 67 for a high today. Tonight clear with a low of 40. Tomorrow sunshine high of 68. And Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Well, I want to read a review for my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Corey wrote, we absolutely loved working with Pyramid. My business is my pride and joy, and I will only work with quality contractors, and I'm glad I found a spot with the Pyramid Roofing Company. So that is a five-star review from Corey for my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, right now is a great time if you are in the process, or maybe you did it last weekend uh, cleaning out your gutters and maybe while you're up there you notice some some dings some dents maybe you want to go ahead and do that free fall roof inspection with the pyramid roofing company Uh, they make the process just incredibly simple they'll come out they'll do that free roof inspection for you they'll get on your roof and take tons of photos and videos and they do that to show you exactly what is going on with your roof and then they're going to work through the process with you Uh, they're going to be upfront and honest they're going to let you know if you need a whole new roof or maybe you need just a simple roof repair or maybe even new gutters whatever the situation is the pyramid roofing company they have got you covered now you can give josh and his team a call today and you can find all of that contact information under the sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com former president donald trump would win the electoral college over president joe biden but biden would trounce DeSantis, according to an analysis from stack data strategy among 15,205 registered voters nationwide. The in-depth survey conducted from October 13th to November 3rd and released in Politico yesterday found that Trump would garner 292 electoral votes and win back the White House in a hypothetical general election matchup with Biden, who would only secure 246 electoral votes. Biden would narrowly win the popular vote, 49 to 48 percent. This is this popular vote and the increasing frequency that we see a president win because of our electoral system but lose the popular vote. And this is, while many people want to present it as, well, this shows that it doesn't work. No, this is it working. This is how it is supposed to work. And I'll explain that in a moment. The survey found that Trump would also beat Vice President Kamala Harris. Well, God, I would hope so. And Governor Gavin Newsom in a hypothetical matchup. 
In a hypothetical race between Biden and DeSantis, Biden beats the Florida governor, uh, carrying 359 electoral votes to DeSantis's 179 in this scenario. And again, I, I think I know that that would not be in a general election matchup should DeSantis be the nominee, which he's not going to be. But it, if he were, that would mean that Trump were not a relevant factor. And that, of course, would make a tremendous difference. I mean, he, there's no need to really get too far off into the weeds on that because that's not the point. But I just don't want people to read too much into that. Although it is irrelevant, I would argue, in the context of this presidential election anyhow. Taking a deeper look at the race between the leading candidates, Trump and Biden. Trump takes four states he lost in 2020, but won in 2016. That would be winning Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Conversely, Biden would hold on to Michigan, which Trump won in 2016. These states were pivotal in deciding the last two presidential elections and will be instrumental in determining the next commander-in-chief. Trump, in their survey, won Arizona by 1.4 percentage points. Uh, Trump polled support of 50.3% of registered voters in Georgia, giving him a 3.3% advantage over Biden. Pennsylvania, Trump 2.3% lead over Biden. Wisconsin, where less than 1% decided Biden is the winner in 2020, trails by 1%. The poll also shows Trump beating Biden in Nebraska's second congressional district, which went blue in 2020. He wins by a margin of 48.8 to 46.9, with a 4.3% backing someone else. They write, suppose Trump is the nominee and was to maintain all of his 2020 wins while adding Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and the electoral vote from Nebraska's second congressional district into the win column of 2024. In that case, he would reach 292 electoral votes, votes, eclipsing the 270 mark needed to win. In Michigan, Biden narrowly draws more response than Trump. 48.7% to 48%. So it's only a 0.7% lead at this point. And again, while we are this far out, it is still, on one hand, this is the problem that the Democrats are facing. A lot can happen in a year's time. A lot can happen. And you can look back at state-by-state polling in previous elections from a year out and argue, well, those polls don't really necessarily indicate where things will be a year from now. The problem that Democrats have is they've got to make some very quick decisions here regarding whether or not to dump Biden. I mean... They cannot wait until October of next year to look at the polls and go, well, guess what? I mean, now, we are talking about Democrats, so don't put anything past them. Who knows what sort of, just who knows what they would do. I, I mean, these people have already demonstrated what lengths they will go in order to prevent the American people from having... Donald Trump be president of the United States. I mean, they faked the Russian collusion. They lied to FISA courts. 
wiretapped campaigns. They did all of the things that most of us grew up recognizing as actions that were uh, synonymous with the communist Chinese, the Soviet Union, dictatorships. And, and so we've seen that. I mean, it, it happens here. Uh, the, the monitoring of citizens, social media accounts, uh, the, the utilizing their power in order to get banks to turn over bank records of people who just happen to be in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. But just so you're not confused, if you've missed the mainstream media cycle over the last 24, 48 hours, Trump is the one that's very Hitler-esque. Trump is the one that may turn this country into one in which the powerful elite go after political opposition, because none of that's happening now. Oh, no, no. No internet censorship. No letters of disinformation signed by people within the CIA. No FBI covering up the laptop. I mean, none of that stuff, no imprisoning of political opposition, no attempt to imprison attorneys for political opposition, no attempts to imprison volunteers and campaign aides of political opposition. None of that's happening now. No, no, no. And if it is, of course, it's deserved. Because Republicans are the bad guys and they belong in jail. So that doesn't count as dictator behavior. That doesn't count as an attempt to essentially make elections irrelevant because you have it coming. You should be silenced because you do not comply. You must be like all of the good little Democrats and keep your mouths shut. Only say what you're supposed to say. Protest what you're supposed to protest. Have school walkouts over what you're supposed to have school walkouts over. You are only supposed to call into question elections that are won by Republicans. There's a very specific list of things, and if you fall out of compliance, if you are disobedient, they will come for you. And disobedience, that's one thing that having a D next to your name can potentially not protect you from Ask Eric Adams of New York. Latest survey showing that only 14% of voters say that they're better off with Joe Biden in office. That next. I want to address a text message that came in because it is a common and legitimate perspective. Saying they want Trump to win. I'm assuming they being the establishment, the Democrats in the context of the primary, because it will be easier to beat him. Don't believe the polls. So I'll address that coming up. All right, a couple of reasons for you to make your way to KSGF.com. Number one, you can register for a Godfather's Pizza Party. Also, while you are there, Brad Pistol, Safe Money Radio, sponsoring Show Us Your Best Shot. Give us your best shot. Upload your pics of uh, your, your hunting victories. We see them all over social media. You may have posted them on social media. Here's a chance to win roughly 500 bucks worth of really awesome... Uh, prize stuff that was compiled by Brad Pistol and Safe Money Radio. You can see the full listing at ksgf.com. And it's not a best pick 
uh, or most points or anything. It's simply when you upload your photo at ksgf.com under the uh, give us your best shot area, then that is going to be your entry. Also, I saw a lot of chatter on social media, our announcement yesterday that there is going to be a Rock the Country Music Festival in Poplar Bluff, June 28th, 29th, among others, Jason Aldean, Kid Rock will be performing. We've got uh, the details at ksgf.com and you can, these tickets are not available yet, but you can go ahead and register for your chance to win a pair of tickets for that. Also at ksgf.com. I'm Nick Reed, Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunshine 67 for a high today, clear tonight, low of 40, sunny with a high of 68 tomorrow. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, all of your home buying needs, all of your home selling needs, follow her on social media. Uh, you may say to yourself, I'm not, but I, I'm not in the market for a new home right now. She is a bit different than a lot of your Facebook friends that may be in real estate in which their feeds are all about homes for sale, going on the market, which is fine. I mean, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. But that for people who are not currently looking to get a new home may be of no interest. Emily Johnson does so much more than that. Now, anytime she does have any sort of home that she thinks, oh, this is one people may be interested in checking out. She does post that information, but she also has so much more on there in terms of valuable information, particularly if you are a homeowner, you know, preparing your house for winter, things that upgrade that you're not going to necessarily get money back. Maybe you'll even lose money on it if one day you do try to sell your home. These things that can help your homes last long term, because if you're not planning on selling it, then that is putting off potential major expenses because of lack of routine maintenance. So it's she's just very beneficial in terms of information if you are a home buyer, a home seller, or you're a homeowner. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. There have been an increasing number of polls from numerous outlets over the last couple of weeks showing that Trump is not just winning over Biden. When you when you look at national polls, that's one thing. In fact, there was one recently that showed Biden up by like one point something percent. But when you start looking at state by state, Trump is consistently beginning to beat Biden and by significant numbers in some of these states in the swing states that matter. And there is a new stack data strategy analysis done showing that if the election were held today, Trump would win 292 electoral votes uh, to Biden's 246, meaning that Trump would win the White House. And one of the messages that came in was that, you know, don't believe the polls. This is, you know, that they want Trump to win. I'm inferring the person who sent the message in means the the nomination because he's the one that can be beaten in the general election. Uh, I, I do believe at some point there were a number of Democrats that did at least think to themselves, well, Trump is the one that can be beaten, so if he gets the nomination, that will be good for us. I also believe that has clearly shifted and changed. Now, in terms of not believing the polls, I am 
fully in recognition of the fact that polls are not what they were once upon a time. And that is uh, an accurate portrayal of what we are going to see on Election Day. That being said, of course, we're a year out anyway. But what I do not believe is that the polls are rigged in order to somehow make Trump win the nomination. I don't believe that for a number of reasons. One, I find it difficult to believe that you have I mean, you, CNN, one of the polling uh, outfits that has shown Trump doing well and beating Biden uh, over the last several weeks. You have Bloomberg, which is left wing, CNN, which is left wing. Uh, I, I don't know about if there is any ideological leaning towards uh, stack data strategy, but point being is we are there. There's numerous different outlets, and they're all showing very consistent numbers here. That you would have uh, all of these different outlets conspiring to rig their polling in order to have this same outcome. I, I just don't believe that's reasonable. Furthermore, how would polls showing that, that, you know, this is, I don't understand how that would translate to Trump getting the nomination. I think it's clear Trump is going to get the nomination barring they kill him or he just dies or something. I mean, some sort of factor that is outside the realm of normal presidential campaigns. I I don't believe that there's that there's any belief that Democrats believe they have to do anything to help get Trump across the finish line when it comes to getting the nomination. So I just even if there was the ability of all of these people to conspire in order to somehow, quote, make Trump the nominee, I don't think that Democrats can have any impact on Trump being the nominee. I don't think they could stop him if they did not want him to be the nominee. I don't think that they could do anything that, you know, I, I mean, it's just for Pete's sakes, he's up by like 40 or 50 percentage points in a number of these states and all the other candidates. I could understand the argument a bit more if this were neck and neck and they really genuinely believed that all of these polls were not accurate and that despite the polls showing that Trump is in many instances the only one who can beat Biden that they still believe that that's the opposite that um that you know Trump is the only one who can't beat Biden and that the all of the other Republicans cannot or could beat him and so that that's why they want Trump in there if it were neck and neck if it were close and close too close to call then it would make sense that Democrats would say well we got to figure out a way to kind of manipulate uh, this election to rig it because we don't put that beyond them. I mean, Claire McCaskill bragged about doing it with her campaign here. I mean, this is Democrats. They try to rig elections. But Donald Trump's smoking everyone else. He's always been smoking everyone else. So it, it just doesn't, to me, seem to make any sense when you look at the reality of everything that is going on. You know, there's another, there's a personality trait about Democrats also that oftentimes I think disallows them the ability to try and 
pull off something like that, you know, like uh, do things to, you know, like make it look like Trump is winning in order to somehow trick Republicans into giving him the nomination. And that's what all of this is about. They, they hate the guy so much. I don't think they could pretend their way through successfully tricking people into voting for him uh, so for the purposes of, of then thinking that they could beat him. There's just, I, there's just too many components to it that doesn't make sense. That isn't to say that there aren't Democrats out there who think Trump is the one, despite the polls, despite everything, despite the economy, that, that he's the one person that cannot win. Uh, and so they personally want him to be the nominee, believing that's how Biden can continue to destroy the country for four years. But the idea that the, that it's some sort of backroom collection of puppet masters in the Democrat Party that are pulling the strings in order to get us to the point that it's a Trump versus Biden. I, I just don't see any of that realistically playing out. But I understand and and I think the instinct is warranted. I don't think anyone's an idiot for believing that they would be so nefarious as to try to rig an election in that capacity because that's what they do. Have you, have you noticed the Democrats no longer, and they have not for a very long time, approached an election in this manner. We're going to go out. We're going to tell the American people what our plans are. We are going to make sure they understand the positive results of the plans that we've put into place. And based off of our results and our ideas, we're going to ask for them on election day to go and vote for us. That's not how they win elections. They don't even attempt to try to win elections that way. It's vote gathering, ballot gathering. This is why they spend all of their time pushing for things like a national vote. This is why they put all their time and efforts into trying to get drop boxes everywhere, trying to get ballot harvesting legal in as many states as possible. This is why they try to get voting by email, voting by mail, uh, getting that that window of opportunity to vote moved two weeks out, then another two weeks out to where if they had it their way, you could vote anytime and any place you wanted to. This is why they continue to push efforts to automatically register people to vote so that as many people that can be, quote, sent ballots possible are, are on the voter rolls. I mean, it, it's not any longer about winning based off their results and ideas. It's about how can we rig the game? So it makes sense when one looks at the landscape to try and calculate, okay, what is it that they're doing now? And it's not conspiracy theory either. I mean, I suppose you can call it that, but it's not conspiracy theory for the sake of conspiracy theory. It is the recognition that Democrats simply do not attempt to win election based off of ideas and track records any longer. Springfield's Talk, 1041. I'm Nick Reed. I want a great home loan.com. A great home loan is so much more than a great rate and a great term. Those things clearly are important. If you've ever been through the process before of getting a home loan, you know it can really sap the fun and the excitement and the joy one should experience about getting that new home. I mean, this 
and I understand oftentimes you're moving from one place to the other and it is a necessity, but at the same time, you know, you're talking about this is a place you're going to live. This is your safety place. This is where your kids, they're going to have their first memories uh, oftentimes, or your grandkids, they're going to come visit you and they're going to remember uh, Meemaw and Papa's house or whatever weird names you go by. And, and you know, you want those memories that, that, that are, are, you know, are, are pleasant for them and so there's a a lot that goes into it and the excitement when you finally find it you're like oh my gosh this is it and then by time the process is over because you've gone through some sort of internet loan or it's some massive corporate bank deal and you're just some number you're so stressed out and frazzled you're like thank god that's over that's the last time we ever do that we're gonna die in this house shouldn't be that way it's so much more than that and that's one of the many reasons so many people recommend I want a great homeloan.com because you do. I want to briefly mention the electoral vote and the Democrats' increasing push, along with some Republicans like Lincoln Huff, for a national vote. Claiming that, and I love this, well, it's because, you know, sometimes. The president who gets the most votes doesn't win. So that means that the electoral college system doesn't work. No, that's how it is supposed to work. Now, it's not supposed to automatically give the win to the person with the less national votes. But the national vote is irrelevant. Because have you ever noticed the title of the office is not president of the people? President of the citizens. It's it's president of the United States, the states. And so all of the states pick whom that president of the United States is going to be. And it's done through a system that was deliberately designed to make sure that we did not live in a country where a very few densely populated areas are the areas that always pick the president for the rest of the country. And there were numerous reasons for this. Some of it would have to do with attention. Some of it just has to do with representation. We hear so much, oh, representation, representation. Everybody needs, we need, for, for a political party that's always talking about equity, they seem hell-bent on having a president of the United States that is picked by people in a extreme minority area of the United States. I'm not talking race, of course, I'm talking geography. The system was set up in a way so that that was not the case. So that to some degree, no matter where you lived in the country, your vote had an impact. Instead of it being deemed completely irrelevant because you didn't live in a densely populated area. And as a side note... 
You know, we hear so much, though, the electoral system was built on slavery, and it was built to uh, enshrine slavery. The proof is that, uh, you know, they really showed black people by saying, you're only worth this much of a vote. While it may not have been the proper approach, it was not done in order to solidify uh, slavery. It was not done in order to show the world that this country was built upon slavery. It was sheer numbers. As they were trying to figure out, develop numbers that would give every state across the country a degree of significance and equity in terms of the vote, having the highly populated areas be areas that were did not have a black population to the degree that the others did. So in other words, the, the quote slave, the areas with the slavery, I'm making this very simplistic here. Whenever the, the, the populations amongst the white were much lower to where they looked at the map in terms of the numbers and electoral votes and recognized that essentially what would happen is what they were trying to avoid. And that was a certain segment of the United States would be irrelevant when it came to the vote. So they're OK. Well, what happens if we count black people? Well, then that gave them too much. Of a population. So they would just be shifting the problem from, from one region of the country to, to the other. And so they did the math. And said, well, what if we uh, just said they counted for the th- you know a fraction, three-fifths? And when the math was done, they're like, yeah, that makes it all come out even. Uh, what is an interesting side note here is the anti-slave states didn't want them to count at all because they wanted to have the advantage. So it utilized the black person in America in the calculation, but it wasn't in order to send the message of slavery or to make sure people understood that they didn't count as a whole person. It was a numbers game. You see, these are the, the, the aspects of history that you just wonder. Even the idea behind the Electoral College. The reasons why it exists. What percentage of people that get a diploma, be it from a high school or from a university, are lacking in that very basic knowledge? I don't mind having conversations with people who understand the reason and rationale behind it about its usefulness today, whether it was the right path to take, whether it was the best form of selecting a president. What I have a problem with is when people weigh in and they have no idea why it even exists in the first place. Because that's not an educated perspective. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Financial Times University of Michigan Ross School of Business poll yesterday released less than 15% of voters believe they're better off with Joe Biden as commander in chief. 
14% say they're better off uh, they that they are better off financially now than when Joe Biden took office the poll found 14%, 14%. And I bet now listen. No matter how bad an economy is, there are always going to be some people who end up better off. May have nothing whatsoever to do with the economy. Even in the poorest of the poor economies, uh, you have wealthy individuals. I also suspect of the 14%, some of those individuals are lying because they're all in for Joe Biden and they refuse because in in their minds, um, well, yes, maybe in terms of dollar amount, but uh, you know, Trump was just so horrible and dangerous and such a dictator that, that uh, 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 money doesn't even matter. So I am financially better off under Biden. And, and when you combine those two components to think house 14%, that's it. 70% of voters say that Biden's economic policies had either hurt the economy or had no impact. Among the 70%, 30, 33% said the president's policies hurt the economy a lot. The poll revealed inflation was voters' greatest financial stress, 82%, soaring price increases, 75%. Inflation uh, was the most significant threat to the economy overall. With inflation causing a majority of voters to have to change the way they spend money, and not in a positive way, of course. So 52% say they know a little or nothing about Bidenomics. Now, what I think is so perfect about that, this is so perfect. On one hand, you think, well, that's unfortunate because most people don't realize that. No, they know what's going This. Do you remember after about a year of Biden meeting president? All of those I did that stickers that you could buy and people were putting them on price increase things, particularly at the pump. Is Joe Biden, you know, I did that. And the Biden administration did that on a massive scale by calling it Bidenomics. They took that sticker concept and then decided to lean into it and make sure everyone knew. So even people who don't know what Bidenomics is exactly, thanks to the Democrats, they know what the results are. News in 60 seconds. 